3: we're gonna win twins we're gonna
6: score we're gonna win twins what's that oh ah. <laughs> and, and 18 dead and 21 years since the twins clinched a postseason series and you can check that one off the list as well win This is the Score North Twin Show, live on the Score North YouTube channel, Phil Mackey, Declan Goff. We're going to bring our guy Judd Zolgat in, live from Target Field, and we will eventually turn it over to all of you Twins fans who deserve this, damn it. You've waited a generation, a generation, 21 years, for the Twins to clinch a playoff series and celebrate like they are doing right now. And you have grinded through a lot of BS, through a lot of tumultuous and gut-wrenching losses in October, wondering, is it ever going to turn? Are you ever going to be able to watch a baseball game without this dark cloud hovering over you? And now the conversation turns Declan toward how far can they go? They're free rolling right now, man. They've checked all the boxes. The expectations are surpassed at this point. It's going to be a blast to speculate on what this could look like in the coming days. But uh, as you soak this in, the first Twins playoff series win in 21 years, how do you feel? feel good, man. Uh, The monkey that got off the
7: back yesterday, um, I think just the, the breath of the exhale that happened from the fans to the team to the organization. And then you take care of business against a really good Toronto Blue Jays team. And now you get a couple days of rest before you had to go to Houston and play the defending World Series champions. But at the same time, I mean, that went as well as you could possibly hope it could go. It did. And, and now it's now the the monkeys are off your back, per se. The two biggest things you've been trying to do, check one, win a playoff game, check two, win a playoff series. And now um, it's not just the house money, as I've been using a lot of that term lately. It's expectations, I think, are really heightened here. And there's not even any expectations that are heightened. I think there's a legitimate belief That this team is not just a cute little fun little two game winner here that this team can actually make some significant noise and it feels pretty dang good as a Twins fan to know that they're going to go into an ALDS and not be completely overwhelmed or completely overmatched by the other team this team has legitimate chops to make a damn
6: run in the American League but even if they are overmatched they just check, check the boxes for now they check the boxes for now let's go to target if you You can still hear the fans i doubt many people have left the stadium as the twins are on the field celebrating right now judd uh, has found some sort of corner in the twins press box Can can you hear us judd okay yeah
8: i can hear you guys perfectly but it's not it's uh it's very loud here and it's awesome crowd was again absolutely electric today so from start to finish fans do it again and Man, um, so the biggest pickoff play for the Twins in the playoffs, and really since 87, when when Laudner picked off uh, then 40-year-old Daryl Evans at third base in game four against Detroit, um, that pickoff play was phenomenal. It was also a flashback to the September 12th pickoff that Gray and Correa orchestrated on, uh, I think it's Jose Siri of Tampa Bay. Now, in that case, there was actually concern he would steal third, but they still had something down. They had seen something... when when it came to Guerrero. So, I I mean, this game, again, you know what you had? You had pitching, you had fielding, and you had just enough offense to get you by. And also, here's the nice thing. You had the itchy trigger finger on the Toronto side when it came to the decision to go and take Barrios out, which I would have, if that had been Jose Barrios here, uh, you know, I think Rocco would have been heavily criticized and deserved it. But all of those things, and in some ways you make your own luck. But, uh, you know, Michael Taylor again, what, at least two more plays where, yes, you take them for granted. But I, I sat by right by Patrick today, and, you know, I said, Royce, if that's Jake Cave, if that is Celestino, mm-hmm. those balls might not be caught. So, look, this team, uh, you know, they they cleaned up a lot of the things that drove me crazy, and they did a great job. But the other thing that's been so much fun in these two games, Carlos Correa um, at the plate today as well. But in, in the field, just prime time like these two games, just a prime time shortstop, which to me is invaluable.
6: And there's a couple of plays that looked kind of routine only because he yep. makes the plays look yes. routine too. like moving, moving to his left on the run, makes a brilliant throw, you know, gets the runner by a step. Um, I should mention, too, here that we will turn this into a Twins Vent line here, a celebration. So uh, take down this email address. We're going to use the Vikings Vent line email address, vikingsventline at gmail.com. Send in your requests. We'll get to as many of you as we can over the next hour or so as uh, as we celebrate the Twins. The Twins are on a playoff winning streak, boys, and the Twins haven't lost a playoff series since 2020. You can't stop these Twins.
8: The Twins also just won their first series at home since 1991. The World Series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They have not won a series at, at home since then. Um, and and also, don't forget, if you want some symmetry here, in 1991, the World Series playoffs run started against the Toronto the Blue, Blue Jays. Jays. Oh,
6: no. God. I'm just happening. telling you. It's happening.
8: I'm just telling you. It's
6: happening. It's Hey,
8: how much fun was this
6: these two days to go piggyback off the points you were making there about just uh, the things that you saw on the field today and in game one. It kind of felt like if you were to take the greatest hits of all the ways the Twins have lost close playoff games or even blowout playoff games over the, the last 19, 20 years or so, it almost just you apply the greatest hits list to the Blue Jays, right? Okay, a manager makes a questionable decision to pull a cruising pitcher early in favor of analytics. We complained about that exact scenario with Jose Barrios <laughs> cruising three years ago, right? And then uh, and then you have, you know, bases loaded, a chance for someone to break the game open, and Matt Chapman just hits a laser down the left field line, one foot foul. You know, Joe Mauer hit a ball one foot fair in 2009, and Phil Cuzzy staring right at it calls it calls it wrong and the twins go on to lose that game. You know, just various difficult defensive plays that could have wound up with an extra runner on base or you throw a ball away or something. The twins are making all these defensive plays. How many times have you watched the twins Yankee series or twins Astro series? And you're thinking, my God, can you just like skip a throw one time and let Jacques Jones get on? Can you just sail a throw one time or not make that play in the hole one time? So it, the baseball gods punished the twins for two decades and it felt and there are some things here that you could probably say ah twins actually got the the wrong end of that one but like the home plate umpire yesterday i saw the report card from one of those little uh, umpire report card twitter accounts and his bad strike and ball calls led to like an extra run and a half for the blue jays in that game so it wasn't like the twins had the full power of the baseball gods but for once, the baseball gods weren't just pissing on their heads for a full series. Yeah. It felt
9: like.
8: <laughs> yeah. It felt like, and to, to what you're talking about, Phil, uh, the one that struck me today, especially, it's, it's the Chapman hit, right? Cause I mean, that is a foot foul. And if that's fair, it scores two runs. We're tied. Uh, you got guys at second and third. Um, so yeah, if it, it felt like the baseball slash sports gods, uh, certainly weren't against, the T. Te- I mean, we can't complain. That's that's what I'll say. Um, but you know what? Pablo Lopez, Sonny Gray, the bullpen today, and and you know what was nice about this too, from a bullpen perspective, nothing felt like panicked this time. It wasn't like, oh my God, you're going to whom now? No. Like like it didn't all almost, work perfect. Almost, almost. It, it it didn't work perfectly when
6: when Duran had the blister and it looked like when, he was, was going to walk blister? the leadoff man. Or it was yeah, it was something. Okay, and, I saw and and it looked like he was, was going to walk the leadoff man, and then Pagan was warming up, and it's like this can't yeah. be this can't be how. But this it didn't happen. happen. Right. but it
8: didn't happen. Yeah, when 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 he threw high inside uh, to Kirk, I'm like, "Oh my god, that ball is going to slip. He's going to kill a guy." But anyway, yeah. um the bullpen actually worked as planned. I mean, there's just a lot of things to like. Um and credit to Baldelli aside from and I, I mean it's just strategical aside from going to two right-handed batters when Brios got taken out in favor of the Southpaw. Aside from that, there was nothing where I thought it was really worth bitching about. Yeah. You know?
6: Yeah. So just wow. What a what an atmosphere. I mean, you, you've been there the last two games. Declan and I have been holding it down in our home studios here. But just coming through the TV, it's just a different sounding crowd. I think. I think it sounded different going into yesterday's game because fans wanted to just sort of carry the twins across that finish line. And let's break this streak for once in a while today and you can tell us how it felt inside the ballpark it felt like the cathartic experience happened and now the anxiety is gone so now we don't need okay now the blue jays are rallying whatever it's okay we just won our first pull we just broke the 0 and 18 streak i don't know it felt coming through the tv that it was much less of an uh anxiety sort of filled crowd at target field today
8: yeah that's absolutely true it it wasn't and i remember this um transpired in the ALCSs in 87 and 91 as well. And the 2009, like game 163, I was not in the dome for it, but I think it had the same thing, which is, do you know what really helps? It really helps when the team gets confident. Like that carries the fans then, and then the fans respond in kind. It's not like the team's like, woe is me, which we've got a lot of, not just from the Twins, in this town, uh, but when there is a – I think the ideal with a team and its fan base is when they almost lift each other up, but that can also come from the team itself. I mean, this, this team, uh, partially because of Royce and it, they just had more confidence. It didn't feel like 2000. 19. And keep in mind, then you came down, back down 02. Yeah. 2020, Baldelli, uh, Baldelli got, you know, or, or the entire franchise got the nerves and they, they lifted their pitching. Uh, Maida and Brios in that case too early. So like this just sort of fed off each other and, and it becomes this perfect storm of synergy between fan and team. And that's far more what this had than I have felt in this town in a long time. Football's different b- because it's one game. so it's got to feed off basically four quarters of football. But yeah, today was today was a okay, we're back and we're gonna be loud. Yesterday was the sort of feeding off, and then it's sort of like a jet just starts to take off.
6: Yeah. Uh, the email address is Vikingsventline at gmail.com to get onto our Ventline platform here. This is a live. Episode of the Scornar Twin Show. The Twins, 48 hours ago, carried an elephant on their back into yet another October, and now they walk lightly into the American League Division Series with basically no pressure and no expectations because they just broke a couple of two decade long losing streaks here. Declan, let's go to the Twins fans here who are waiting in our little virtual green room. Who's first out of the gate here on the Scornar Twin Show?
7: Let's go to Anthony to start out. Anthony. What's up? Yo, what's, what's up, up Anthony? <laughs> uh, great win. The uh, decision by the Blue Jays
0: manager probably lost him the game because Brios was dealing.
6: Yeah, I think I think they made that decision before to the series, lefties. like like before the series started.
10: Yep, mm-hmm. right.
7: Probably like uh, Baldy did back in uh, the Astro series.
6: Yeah, yeah, I and uh,
7: that... Duran when he's unhittable
1: when <laughs> he's fun to watch pitch
6: he is yeah i mean he's dominant man anthony thanks for leading thanks, us buddy. off here on the score on twin show i would love to be a fly on the wall listening to like the fan in toronto right now and some of the commentary because that decision now i get it declan put up actually declan kind of foreshadowed this on twitter he put up first time second time third time or like innings one through three four through six etc and Barrios' numbers drop off a cliff after the third inning, fourth inning. So you get to that point in the game, he's not as good going second, third time through the order. Twins have a lefty heavy lineup, so you could bring in a lefty to sort of, you know, handcuff to Barrios. Like, I get the spreadsheet, I get the math. But and Michael K and Arod kind of lit John Schneider up for this for like the remainder of the game. At a certain point, don't you have to sort of lick your finger, stick it up, and gauge the temperature? Right, like, doesn't there have to be a human element? That wow, Barrios is dealing. He just had a great back and forth with Royce Lewis. That was not an at bat where he just like walked Royce Lewis on four pitches. I just, I don't know, man. Like, I get the math, and I'm a big analytics guy, but at some point, yeah, can, you, can like... you live with that decision being made 48 hours before the game even starts?
8: Yeah, and I mean, K- Kikuchi is a fine pitcher, but it's not like you were bringing in this dominant guy. I mean, Barrios was. Pitching Well, what's intriguing about it, too, though, is I'm a little bit surprised they didn't let Barrios get uh, to the third time through because it was when he walked Royce. That is the third hitter the second time through. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, and, and I guess my question is this. If Royce Lewis doesn't walk now Kepler's up next, does he still take him out? Like what tri- did did that trigger it or was it just to your point, 48 hours before? Did they preplan? Hey, when we get to this point uh, where there's a left handed better coming to the plate. So, yes, lots of questions. It's a lot more fun to be questioning it from the Toronto end, though. Right. That than it is to be sitting here moaning about the fact that Rocco did that. So, I, I mean, we we can debate if Gray should have kept going. And he was at 85 pitches. But you know what? He did his job. And, and, you know, the last two days, the bullpen did their job, too.
6: Yeah. Yeah. Let's
8: yeah, keep rocking here.
7: And oh. if you're going to bring in someone post Barrios, like, you better be bringing in not just a Kikuchi. You better bring in, like, one of the best relievers in baseball. Because you got the heart of the order coming up. It's 3-4-5. It's Those are the decisions in the playoff game where you have to put in your best guy and not take him out for the spot starter who's supposed to mop things up on a handcuff. So just honestly, self-sabotage.
6: Yeah, it was. Uh, no, of course, like the Blue Jays couldn't get any runs off of the Twins lights out, starting pitching and bullpen. And that's mm-hmm. ultimately the reason why they lost. But could that game have been scoreless going in? We'll never know because uh, the Twins shut the door and didn't let the Blue Jays back in. Who's next on the Scornar Twin show? Zach, what's up, pal? You're on. Hey, the Zach. Line.
7: What's going
9: on? You guys you hear me good?
6: Yeah, we yep. got you. Man. Jack, can you mute? Well, while... there we go. Thank you.
9: A uh, couple things. One, Griffin Jacks is dealing.
6: Yeah, Declan. Declan, I yeah. think this is a great time for you to apologize <laughs> publicly right now for uh, wanting Griffin Jacks off of the postseason roster. How, how
7: about how about this? And I don't mean to foreshadow or just get ahead of ourselves here, but how about a pie chart of praise from Dex tweets tomorrow on the Twins beating the Toronto Blue Jays for the Score North Twin Show?
6: You and I are tracking. I literally just typed in my notes for tomorrow. Are you gonna be Someone like, needs gutting, to do a pie chart of praise them
7: for the
9: first ten minutes.
6: No, 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 no,
7: no! I, I, I won't, I won't, I won't spend the first six minutes uh, of of a playoff victory crapping on something. I promise that.
9: Uh, Duran when he's on, he's unhittable. Filthy. I was, he had me worried after those first two pitches, and I saw Pagan wearing up, and I'm like, oh no.
6: Yeah, and we're still waiting for and Zach. You uh, thank you for coming on for here on the Scar Twin Show. We're still waiting for word on what exactly it was. If it was like a cut or a blister, they kept. I think they were checking him for like blood at one point. The umpire came over after the warm-up pitches and was trying to see. You know, are you using blood as a spitball here? What are you doing there, guy?
8: I I think it might be, um, and I don't know for sure. I think it might be a blister that burst, though, because they definitely brought out some some type of uh, of glue. It looked like to try and repair it. So my guess is it's something that burst. Um, I'm also concerned to find out about Correa's hand. He stayed in and looked fine. um, But, I mean, he has just been so important. I will say this. I don't know if TV showed this, but Correa going first to third after uh, when Castro got that hit, Mm -hmm. that plantar uh, fascia bursting is huge. He yeah. ran pretty. Di- he ran well. Um, Royce, still, Royce can't can't run for the most part, which is which again is fine. He should be in there. But um, Correa has gone from. In, in fact, uh, the play on which Correa uh, didn't get doubled up, he gets doubled up before that
6: burst. I think. Yeah. He also beat out an infield single in this game too. So yeah. He, so he, he was he's all running well over the for him. By the way, the Athletic is reporting that Duran cut the inside of his thumb or finger on the baseball. Hmm. Just like a like a razor coming out of the baseball. Like what? Is Are baseballs no, I, dangerous now? I, I thought it was. I thought he just had like
7: a super bad hangnail that ripped on like one of his. La- that was my first thought. But then, by the way, they were like obviously out there. It was like okay, it's not a hangnail. Hmm. It's clearly like a blister, or some type of blood issue. Because yeah, Judd said there was glue, and you could tell that they were trying to like pinch something or put something back together. So. Yeah. I mean,
6: it worked out fine for him. Yep. Unless it's a you Get him never time at this point. Problem with it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, whatever whatever you got to do to keep throwing like that, I think we should uh we should green light. All right, let's keep rocking here. Score on our twin show. Twins win their first playoff series in 21 years. Johnny, what's up, pal? Johnny. You
11: hey, guys can you hear me okay?
6: We got you, yes. man. Yeah.
11: Man, what a wonderful day it is to be a Minnesota Twins fan. Wow, what an Johnny. amazing day. Here we go. So I got a couple points for you um, that I took throughout the game. It feels like the Blue, Day, Blue Jays are the, the exact opponent the Minnesota Twins needed to play this playoff season. Someone who had zero clutch offense and completely whiffing on the ball in really primetime games. You mm-hmm. Look at the Yankees back in the last 20 years when we played them. You get them, you know, on the first, uh, third, and second, they're going to hit those two runs. And, like, uh, one last thing is the double that went foul, that is not supposed to happen in Minnesota sports.
6: Correct. That's that supposed to be a fair ball.
11: Against us. And yes. We lose the game.
8: Who are we? Dude. What's going on with oh, us? Like, where is this some type of alternate
6: baseball this universe?
11: Dude,
6: that, wow. like, like that play was supposed to swing the series.
11: Yeah. Exactly.
6: That was supposed to be the play that you look back on and say, boy, the Twins had that in the bag and then didn't score a run and get anyone out for the next game and a half. And it goes foul by a foot. And then he hits a perfectly tailor-made 6-4-3 on the next pitch.
11: I mean, guys, the baseball gods are on our side. I am going to a game in Houston. I'm going to a game in Minnesota. I live in Arizona. I'm an airline pilot. I can travel to those games. I I don't don't give a crap. I'm going to games (laughs) at a game. I had my tickets for tomorrow night in case they needed to go to that game. I'm going to the games because this team is different. We are going the way. We're we're going to do it. I just have a feeling we, we're great. So I'll leave you with that. Have a great night, and uh, let's go, Twins. Let's Johnny, us yeah,
6: boy, Johnny. nice. Johnny, Johnny, you know, Johnny. I want to be on Johnny's high club. Playing, man. Johnny's <laughs> playing would be fun. <laughs> I I don't want it to be too much fun, you know, just like the proper amount of fun. Johnny knows what he's doing. I'm fine with it. (laughs) I'm
8: fine with it. it. But you know what I think? I I also think the baseball gods favor you when you favor yourself and play smart, sound baseball. I feel like when when Michael A. Taylor is hoovering everything in center, both shallow and deep, that all of a sudden a ball that's down the left field line and a couple of years ago for sure is fair – goes foul because you're taking care of your business. Like the Twins, Like if you think about this, think about the details that they didn't overlook in these past two days. Think about the plays. I, Michael A. Taylor made plays, and I know they look routine, but I guarantee if you've watched Twins baseball for a long time, they ain't routine. We've seen a lot of, you know, we've seen the Jake Caves of the world, and we've seen those balls hit the fence. We've seen catches not made. Um, part of my complaint about the Twins through – the regular season, especially more so on the bases, is they played some dumb baseball. But unless I'm forgetting something, in these two games, in which, by the way, nobody generated lots of runs, in these two games, how many times did you watch the Twins and think they did something
6: dumb? Dumb. I mean, there was definitely some like like physical mistakes. Jorge Polanco kind of had a rough series at third base. But in terms of like doing something That's true. dumb,
8: yeah, I don't. I don't but like I, bad I don't base so. running, not going first to third.
6: Yeah, like Nick Punto going yeah. past third base. You know that, and you're that right type on Polanco. You are. Yes, we talked about
8: that, and and uh, that that is accurate. I will say this though on on the six, four, 3 double play, if my scorecard is right, Julian turned it. It, it
0: did. was career. It was career. Jul-
8: so uh, you know, again, they really for. The most part, aside from Polanco, they really took care of business that it feels like in previous play. I think the baseball gods bite you in the ass when you don't do that.
6: Uh, This update from our friend Darren Doogie Wolfson from the five eyewitness news sports department and the scoop on our podcast. He said uh, the twins are hosting free watch parties at Target Field for the ALDS games this Saturday and and Sunday. So they're going to be in Houston, obviously. So uh, with the Orioles and Rangers playing at noon Saturday, we know the Twins and Astros will be later in the day. We don't know which slot it's going to be, but the Twins will host Perfect. free watch parties at Target Field for those ALDS games. So, man, we're going to have watch party. We have the, the Gophers hosting Michigan, the Vikings hosting the Chiefs, it's be the big Twins weekend. hosting watch parties. Big God, weekend. Minnesota sports is kind of back right we're now. We're back.
7: We're really back.
6: We're back right now. It's been a while since
8: we've been back for some. It's the first time really like when, (laughs) when's the last streak like this? There's a, there's a group of, of sports fans, young adults perhaps who haven't really experienced this.
6: Dude, Like we didn't know, like if you're under the age of 40, you don't even know what to do with yourself right now. You're like, wow. Do I get drunk? Like, do I just, do I rest up? Do I, I don't know. I remember com- running home from the
7: school bus in 2002 to catch the last two innings of the A's series win, and my dad going ballistic when David Justice, like a random flyout in the 8th or ninth, and David Justice flies out, and he goes, yeah, you take that, you old washed-up SOB. And I remember just being like, is this what this is supposed to feel like? Like, am I supposed to be acting like this? Now, I don't act like that as an adult. But I, like that was, that's the only playoff series twins memory I have in but- my bank.
6: And That's here's it. the the crazy thing about that. And I remember where I was. I was actually because I was in high school and I was in my car on 55 in Buffalo. And I can't remember why. I think I was like getting off work or something. We were watching the game at work. I worked at played against sports in Buffalo. So I'm on 55 and, the, and I'm listening to John Gordon on the radio and the final out gets recorded. Denny Hawking catches that pop up in foul territory over uh, beyond the first base bag. And everybody on 55 starts like windows down, honking, honking, (laughs) yelling at stoplights, celebration. But think about as long as it felt when the Twins clinched that series against the A's in 2002. For those of you who are old enough to kind of remember like going back to the World Series like Judd is. That felt like an eternity. Oh my God, it's been 11 years since the Twins won a playoff series. They're finally back. Here we go. It's been twice that long since that a series so it's just it's crazy how time flies it's crazy how you know things have just spiraled out of control in the playoffs for this franchise but it can change just like that that's how baseball works usually and uh now they've won two games in a row who's next on this live edition of the score on our twin show dex brad what's up buddy you are brad carlson
1: gentlemen good to what's see what's
6: going you? on dude
1: well, you know, I'm a few months older than Judd, so I remember vividly uh, when the Twins won both their World Series. And Phil, you hit—I I want to piggyback off what you said. You're exactly right. I remember those World Series victories, and of course, we had that dead spot, eight straight losing seasons from 1993 through 2000, and the finally breakthrough in 2002. And here we just went through a 19-year dry spell, and it didn't seem—I mean, it seemed long, but it didn't seem nearly as long as the 11 years. So it's just fun. Absolutely incredible, and I like the way, I guess, this bullpen has lined up because remember even the uh, Bomba Squad year 2019, that was probably the biggest concern going into that series, and once we had short starts between Barrios, Dobnek, and then Rizzi, you're pretty well cooked, so yeah. seven and I think I read seven and a third innings uh, scoreless uh, from the bullpen. In these two games, I mean that that's huge. And now you get two days off before you play game one of the uh, LDS. You can line up your pitching staff accordingly. I imagine Pablo will go on full rest on Sunday, and then Sunny in game three, the home game. So it's lining up perfectly. It's yeah. it's great how this has just come together.
6: It's and Houston blast, has a
1: losing yeah. record at home. How did that yeah. happen during the regular season? <laughs> Houston had a losing record at home,
8: and the <laughs> trends played them well. Like I'm like this looks like a series, very yeah. competitive series. Yeah, so. so bring it on. My question is what is Kenta Maeda's role now? Because he still hasn't pitched yet. Like like he, he's in the chamber.
6: Yeah, that's the thing. They've they went through and by the way, thank you Brad. Brad's been man, Brad's been supporting us uh and Brad, Brad's a local radio personality too and and uh, he's been supporting us for a long time, 15 Hardy ESPN Score North. Um so today like today for instance, they come out Louis Varland, a little erratic, kind of fell behind. I think he was a little still a little bit amped up maybe, but um, couple hits allowed but wound up no damage. Thielbar comes in gets out of the bases loaded situation with the 6-4-3 and then Brock Stewart lights out Griffin Jacks lights out gets gets blasted on that tag down the first baseline to get the crowd into it and then Duran and so you've you've used all these guys and, and they all make sense. You've yet to use Emilio Pagan to start an inning and when he comes in with the bases empty as much as we've He's been much maligned, right, for, what, three seasons? Two seasons, I guess. Um, he is one of the best pitchers in baseball with nobody on base this season. They haven't used him yet. To your point, Kent Maeda, one of the better relievers from, like, 2015 through 2018 in the postseason in the Astros World Series, they haven't used him yet. Mm-hmm. So for, for this bullpen to be a huge question mark two or three months ago, and now we're looking at it, saying, "Boy, they couldn't even find a room for Ken Maeda in those two wins. This is amazing. They have a lot of options going into that Astros series.
8: And when when you now reset your roster, because obviously they're going to have another bite at the apple with a new series starting on Saturday. Also, here's a question: Is Ol is Bailey Ober on the division series roster as well? Yeah,
7: mm-hmm. I think he is. Yeah.
6: Well, he, so, if, he, if he is, doesn't he potentially start game sure. one?
7: I think the most likely option for game one stars are Joe Ryan or Bailey Ober.
6: I think or would, they, would, they likely likely would they That's start Kenta? That's what I, Kenta. I think so. I, I think, think so.
8: Kenta Maeda or Joe Ryan are the most. I, I would say that. But, yes, it's decision to make. And then you can use Kenta to make.
6: in game four if you need to, you know, yeah. after he comes off his game one start. The fact that they didn't have to use a handcuff at all,
8: like they got a lot out of their bullpen, but there was no like panic or handcuff, puts them in with two days off now in a really nice position.
6: Yeah. So, Dex, you would not start Kenta or are you saying they probably won't start Kenta or both? I would not
7: start Kenta for game one. I would not. I, I, I you, you you put it in Joe Ryan or Bailey Ober's hand, and then Kenta can be either handcuffed or you use him in Game 4. Like, I don't want to burn him for Game 1 because then he's, then he's burned. He's not going to pitch Game 2 or 3, and I'd rather save him for potential Game 4. That's what I would do.
8: I think Joe Ryan starts.
7: Yeah, I think he starts too. I think they if, if, you trusted him,
8: if, if you yes. trusted him enough to potentially start, uh, start him in a deciding game against Toronto, I think yes. he starts Game 1. Pablo can come back in Game 2, is that correct, then on Sunday?
6: Yes. Yes, because it'll be five days. Yep. Yeah. Sunny so. Gray game three. Sunny yep. Gray's got a
7: six days off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Play's Maeda rocking.
6: maybe Maeda game four, right. or Ober game four with Maeda as a handcuff because he's come out of the bullpen. You season. got so options. And de-
7: yeah, depending how good Joe Ryan is. Options pitch again on Thursday. He could pitch game four.
6: Or maybe you bring back Pablo Lopez on three days rest what just to get Look at us. in the DS and, then and then Nolan Ryan huh? just comes huh? out of
1: nowhere
8: and then you huh? bring in Clemens for just...
6: Dude, Jamie Moyer just threw out the first pitch in Phillies overalls for this oh uh, Phillies Marlins game uh, too. Dude, don't make me Jamie tear up. <laughs> Don't make me tear up. I watched
8: him on GN for years. I mm-hmm. love Jamie Moyer.
6: Yeah. As a Jamie Moyer, man.
8: He's a badass.
6: I grew up with Jamie Moyer, Mariner's version of, of Jamie Moyer. Well, yeah,
8: he, he was about my
6: age back then
8: when <laughs> yeah. you were watching him.
6: Well, wasn't he like 48? <laughs> Anyways, uh, let's go back to the uh, to the Twins fans here who are in our virtual green room. This is a live score our Twin Show. In case you just emerged from a coma, the Twins have won their first playoff series since 2002. Who's next, Declan?
7: Mark, what's up, buddy? You are on Twins Vent Line. Hey, Mark.
3: Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, uh, Mark. 20 years, I was freshman in college. I was in Dude. Colorado cheering like like a moron and making the rest of my te- uh, my classmates pissed off, but I didn't care. That was the last time. I did not think it would be 20 years later that I'd be God. doing this again. It's been a long 20 years. <laughs>
6: God. In fact, I had to, I just pulled up, Mark. You'll remember this. The lineup when the Twins last clinched that playoff series against the A's. <clears throat> Jacques Jones, Christian Guzman, Corey Kosky, Matthew LeCroy was the DH batting cleanup in that game. David Ortiz came in to pinch hit and drove in a run yeah. later on. He didn't amount to anything. <laughs> Torrey Hunter, <laughs> Doug Mankiewicz, Michael Kadire, and right. Dustin Moore came in, I think, as a pinch runner or a defensive replacement. And then A.J. Pierzynski, Denny Hocking. And the pitchers they used were Brad Rackey, J.C. Romero, uh, Latroy Hawkins and everyday Eddie Gordado, who gave up three runs before finally closing it out in that last inning.
3: <laughs> that, that was pretty common for him to give up a few runs, get the heart the heart racing. Yeah, yep. I was seven and ninety one when they won, so I remember that. And my parents were at game six and seven, and they did not take me to either game. And I was not smart enough at the time to realize what they had done to me, and that I would never get another opportunity
8: like diswing this. Just on them right now. Really you just on them right now. You say, you know what? You're not my real parents. I've decided that. Uh,
3: <laughs> the the cynicism uh, has carried down to me, as that applies to our other sports teams as well. But uh, maybe the tides are turning. Yeah. We we got the next Kirby Puckett, so can't complain. Yeah, dude.
6: Awesome, man. Mark, thanks for coming on, and you, uh, congrats to you, a long suffering Twins fan, for you des- you deserve this today. <laughs>
8: First series uh, that's been won by a major men's professional sports team in this town since 2015, Wild. So the Vikings won in 19, but that was a game. But I'm saying like a real series. This wow. is the first series. So wild. The Wild yeah. beat the Blues, right, Dex? And then lost to the So it's been, is that eight years?
7: Eight, uh,
6: eight since, plus,
7: I mean. Eight
6: since eight you won a, a series in this town. Sure.
7: A little less than eight and a half, but yes.
6: Well, yeah, it would have been the, yeah, the spring of, May of, of 15? 15.
8: Mm-hmm. It was That's around, May. Insane. I think it was late April, early May of 15. Yeah. Incredible.
6: Let's keep it rocking here. Scoring our twin show. A little Twins Vent Line action. Andrew, what's up, pal? You're on what's Twins up, Vent Andrew? Line.
9: We did it, boys! Play that
8: song! <laughs> <laughs> Here's my highlighter. I'll wave my done. highlighter for you.
9: We ain't done. You know, I called in. I'm a, I call on the bikes, Vent Line, a couple times a year maybe at least once a year that I get on. And last year it was around this time where I was saying that our football team was covering up the stench of our baseball team. But this year it's flipped. So Dude. I think uh, old Rocco and KOT are best buds. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable boys. No How, far How far do they go?
6: How far do they go?
9: You know, I – we have this for I coach Legion baseball up in northern Minnesota and we usually go down for a game every year at the end of the year and we go to Texas and we or we go and we like the last couple of years it's been Texas and I'm usually a big chirper of Corey Seeger. So uh I'm looking for them to meet him in the ALCS. Texas are frauds. They can two step all the way back to Texas when they come up here. <laughs> it's unbelievable. A big win. Huge Twins fan, 25 years old, haven't ever seen this. Haven't ever yes. seen any, any, like, positive impact from these sports teams, especially making a deep playoff run. The Astros are frauds. Korea is going to go and shove it up at Houston. Let's go, boys.
6: Let's go. Let's I'm go.
9: <laughs>
7: I'm hopping on Andrew's back. Let's
9: go.
8: <laughs> you know
9: what
7: happens?
8: <laughs> if they beat the Astros and Rangers... The headline can be Texas Two Step.
6: Wow! Look at that! Write Look that at down. that, man! Dude. Texas yeah.
8: Two Step. Write that down.
6: Texas Two Step. I mean, the Star Tribune should be begging to have you back just for headlines. You know, I don't know what they're what they're thinking now. Um, making a phone call. I today.
8: should write head like like that's New York Post quality
6: right there. <laughs> yes, I love it. Uh, who else we got here, Declan?
7: Uh, Mike, what's up, pal?
3: Mike, hey, what's up, guys? Sorry, it's kind of dark in here. I didn't realize how dark it was. Uh, it's all good. Uh, I was just on, write that down a few weeks ago. I got the Polanco jersey on instead of hanging behind me. So uh, uh, my question was, I was thinking about it during the game as I was watching Sonny Gray pitch. If the Twins make a deep playoff run, do you guys see any possibility of them re-signing Sonny Gray?
6: I think the Twins would love to have Sonny Gray back on like a two-year contract.
3: But Do you you think a deep playoff run convinces him? Because obviously the odds aren't in the Twins' favor to have him back right now. But
6: He's also it, 33 years old, and it's the, money.
3: Don't money, you guys? age,
6: yeah. I mean, somebody's going to pay him, and
8: I just don't know what what the Twins can afford or how high they, they would potentially go. But you know what? You're not going to care if this team advances to, let's say, the LCS or World Series. Yeah. Jack Morris walked, and guess what? It was one <laughs> glorious
6: year. Well, Jack, but but Jack Morris, let's say because he had a couple of years, he had one good year left, and then he had he had like a couple of actual years left. If they had fallen short, let's say they got beat or something, game seven of the ALCS. I mean, they they probably would have looked to bring him back for a full second season, right? So if they come up short to to yeah. the point here, to Mike's point. If they come up short of winning a World Series, would that make them more likely to bring Sonny Gray back, or would it, or would they say, Whoof, we just checked off a couple twenty-year boxes, and we lost our <laughs> TV deal, and Sonny's thirty-three and expensive. We can find a way with Bailey Ober to make this work." You know?
8: Yes, door number two. Okay, and, and I, I and I think their decision, um, and, and it was smart. I think their decision not only to trade for Lopez, but then to extend him quickly speaks volumes about what their plan is probably. Yeah. And it's a smart move. But I think Sonny's going to get one more, like, big contract. And and like Dex said, like the Braves, Some, someone's going to step up and pay him.
6: He grinded that start yeah. today, man. He did not have great command, no. and he still found a way to just make it through five scoreless. That was gutty.
3: To the, to the Lopez thing, like, me and my roommates actually went to the game, like, the day after they did the re-signing of Lopez, and they did, like, a whole celebration there for him or whatever, and – at the time I was like it was right when he was starting to have that iffy you know yep. three or four game stretch at the beginning of the year he went into and then it was like I was going to question it but that did pay off as the year went on yeah. big time.
6: Mike, thanks for coming on man. Appreciate yeah, you uh good. spreading some positivity here celebrating the Twins first playoff series win. I'm
7: opt- dead serious if they, if they if if they won it all, I think he would hang it up. I think he would if he, if they won a World Series, I think he would say I'm good. I'm out.
8: You know why? You know why I don't know? I think the boys like him playing. I think his two kids, in, including his son Declan, he, he talked about that. His kids love him because he said I found my love for baseball again th- through my kids and like going to play catch. Like he he said his not his son not named Declan basically gave him baseballs to get signed by Blue Jays players.
6: So, so that's, he sh- a, that's kind of an awkward ask, you know, after you just yeah. whoop their ass. My guess is he asked serious?
8: before yeah, we'll he say. whooped. <laughs> my guess is he's like, uh, hey, uh, yeah, why don't you sign this? Hey, uh, oh, hey although, Vladdy,
6: we just picked your ass off second although, base to end that rally. Can you sign this baseball?
8: Guys whose signature I wouldn't want. Brandon Belt. I don't want a signature.
6: What a couple World Series.
8: Yeah, I know. I don't rings, want man. a signature. Kevin Kevin Biggio.
6: Oh, uh, if he could get his dad to sign the ball,
8: oh, his dad's he a was. hall of famer. Yes, Dalton Varsho. I'm good. Hard pass on your signature too. His dad played
6: in the big leagues too, right? Yeah. Gary Varsho. Yeah, but Dal-
8: Dalton, ain't Dalton, nah, not so much.
6: Yeah. Well, let's I keep don't. it. Let's keep it rocking here on <laughs> right. this live score. Our twin show.
7: Lefty, what's up, buddy? You're hey. on the twins event line.
0: Gentlemen, how are you?
6: Lefty, what's going on, man?
0: Uh, I'm uh, I'm uh, talking to you from Chattanooga, Tennessee, the old uh, the old stomping grounds of Harmon Killebrew.
6: One oh, nice. speaking it's of beautiful. speaking of autographs, Harmon Killebrew, the most beautiful autograph signature in baseball history. If you haven't seen it, he he made sure that when I'm gone, I want people to know who signed that baseball. So he was very meticulous about his autograph.
0: I I have not seen that but I did growing up I've been a Twins fan. Uh I'm I'm pushing 66. I've been a Twins fan for probably 50 55 years. Wow. Uh had a Harmon nice. Killebrew poster in my bedroom when I was a kid along with Bill Brown if you guys remember who that was. Yeah. But um uh I, I, and and I also have a baseball sitting over here that I caught at Tropicana Field. It was a foul ball from Nick Punto. Wow. So uh, (laughs) I'm still hanging on to that.
6: But both of those, uh, both of those Rays fans were very disappointed today getting swept by uh, the Rangers.
0: Exactly. There there was not a lot of trouble getting tickets uh, for those games. But uh, I just want to say that, uh, you know, the first, uh, the first, the first part of the season was, of course, very, very uh, disheartening. Uh, they were playing horrible. Uh, Rocco was making some, some horrible decisions, and, and, and you know, Judd has, Judd has, uh, has documented those pretty readily. But second half of the season, uh, they fixed the pitching staff. They brought some boys up. i tell you what. Watching last night's game, watching Royce Lewis step up with a bad hammy and Dude. knock a couple of them out was, was a lot of fun to see. And, uh, tonight the pitching of course was phenomenal. I was a little concerned when, when Duran started picking at his thumb, um, a little confused. I said, Oh, 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 I talking to my friend. I said, nah, I think, uh, I think we're talking blister here. This could be yeah. trouble, but obviously, um, after that third pitch when he threw about 101 down the middle I thought I think we're pretty much okay. Yeah, we're good now. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm uh, I'm I'm very I'm I'm um I'm, I'm very optimistic. I think that they're going to I think they're going to make some noise uh in the playoffs here. Um I went down to Atlanta earlier this year and caught the Twins when they were in town. Uh, Unfortunately, they were. uh, That was the 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 one night that uh, Joe Ryan gave up about seventy five home runs in the first inning. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, But it was a lot of fun. I'm 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 very optimistic the Twins can make some noise here. I don't know if they're as good as the 1991 team, but. yeah. They've got they've got some good players. You know, they, they don't have the stars, they don't have the Kirby Puckett, they don't have they don't have the Kent Herbert, they don't have guys like that. But they've got some they've got some real good players and they've got and and the pitching seems to be coming together.
6: It is but yeah. Lefty, hey, great stuff. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, Lefty. You uh represent the OG Twins fans, and we appreciate you coming on and celebrating here. And to Lefty's point about pitching, they do, man. Like they have when you look at... This is this is part of the reason why I started looking a couple months ago thinking, okay, if if, if you can just get to the shortened starting rotation and how many teams left in the playoffs have a better... I'm going to say, like, a definitively better one-two punch top of the rotation. I'm not saying, like, there's better pitchers. There's a couple better pitchers, I think, out there, but then Pablo Lopez and Sonny Gray. That's a damn good one-two punch that you come in with. And then a bunch of flamethrowing relievers that strike guys out. Like, it is... They got some they got some guys, man.
8: Absolutely. Yeah, the, the bats are going to have to do more, I think for sure cuz what you scored if I'm not mistaken five five runs in two games. So you want more overall from the bats, but I do think the mentality of the team um because it could have gone in two directions for sure. I think the mentality of the team, and I think some of the changes that that we saw made were 100% driven by that debacle against the Braves. Yeah. Now, the Braves, make no mistake, they are a superior team, okay? The Atlanta Braves are the best team in baseball. So I'm not trying to say that the Twins should be as good, but they got done so bad in that series. I do think that Baldelli and the entire team reflected, but I also think it caused a change of of some philosophy and more importantly, again, you think about when they basically started to play the kids, when, when they started to play Julian, you know, Royce was playing and then got hurt, but there's a lot of things about th- this team that they did change um, that I like a lot. And, you know, it's funny because they definitely could have scored more runs the past two days, but you still don't come away from these two games saying, to yourself, it didn't feel right. Correct. Like it, like, like. There's something about it. There's something about the makeup now. Like, I and I had said previously that this team, in no way, shape, or form, reminded me of either '87 or '91. I will, I will say this: '91 different to me completely. But what's going on right now has some, and they're a long ways away because there's a lot of rounds. But it has way more similarities to '87 than it felt like it did to me two months ago. Yeah. Like, yeah. you see some of the same young things. And, and you know, that 87 team did not have depth in its starting rotation. But you know what they did have? Viola, Blylevin.
6: And you I know? think that team had that team had probably a better, just more established lineup because some of their guys like Herbeck and Puckett had been doing it for a while, at least throughout, like, a few years in the 80s. But the mm-hmm. one thing we kept coming back to when, it, when with the 1987 comparison was, who's the Puckett? Who's the right. Puckett, right? Well, and, yeah. Yep, the, the, they might have a pucket in Royce Lewis. All right, Declan, let's keep rocking here. Score North Twin Show live. And if you haven't already, please click that subscribe button and the like button on the Score North YouTube channel as we look to grow this awesome community of Minnesota sports fans. You deserve this today, Twins fans. Who's next? Mike,
7: you're next on Twins Ventline. What's up, pal?
6: Hey, Mike. Hey, hey how's it going?
7: Uh, how
10: about that team today? I mean, I've been waiting for this for 18... For like 18 years, to, for them to just finally do something in the playoffs. I was at the playoff game in 2019 when Cameron Maben, of all people, hit the home run to kind of end the season. And from what I saw on the TV today, the crowd was just so much different than what we've seen mm-hmm. really on any other Minnesota team. Like it just felt right this year and kind of happy to see it. And one of my my friends and I we had a group text going and we're going eighty seven, ninety one, and twenty three. So
6: let's yeah. let's
10: get that going.
6: Yeah, man, Mike, awesome stuff, and uh, he's got that OG yeah. M hat too, the old school twins cool. hat. There, throwing it back. Let's just let's keep buzzing through here. Who's next?
7: Ethan, what's up, pal? You're on Twins Vent Line.
4: Hey, how's it going, guys?
6: what's going on, Ethan?
4: Good. Uh, first thing I want to apologize to Carlos Correa. I was team team trade him for assets and he put on a show i mean he basically won us that game with the two rbis or two two base knocks as they say
6: i mean listen Uh, ethan listen they could have traded him for assets and signed him the way that they did anyways i'm just saying i'm just saying. We're talking like a year year and a half ago
4: and phil that's why you should be a gm soon phil (laughs) that's why you should clearly uh uh, secondly um uh, old maxi kepler wasn't too good in this series but i have faith for next series he's too much of a stud and uh, lastly, Declan, I've been trying to grow a mustache for a while now. You're putting me to shame, man. Just putting me to shame.
6: <laughs> Look at this thing. Yeah,
7: I don't know, man. Like, I can't really grow a beard. It's taken me 30 years to, like, get up to even close to it. But for whatever reason, I, could, I just trim everything else up, and it works. My is not happy about it. She you know thought what? because <laughs> they want it would go away,
4: and I said, no, it,
7: it's it needs staying out. It
6: needs to stay now. Yeah. yeah, I mean. It has
4: to stay. I mean, come on. 2-0, t- and o, it has to stay.
6: Absolutely. Yeah, you exactly. would be. In fact, if you shaved that and then they just got, got swept out of the nope. LDS, you would never be able to sleep again the rest nope. of your life. Hey I Phil, the guilt.
4: Hey Phil, I am um, mm-hmm. actually the uh, the world's number one Kyle <laughs> Tige fan, so I want you to let him know that.
6: Dude, I thought I was the world's number one Kyle <laughs> no, Tige fan. Me. It's, it's me you, Blagren
4: howls and Kyle Taggey. That's my Kyle. Right if here. you're
6: watching right now or listening, <laughs> these are the two biggest Kyle Tige fans right just here, me and you, Ethan Phil. and Macadac. Yeah. That's
4: what it is. Yep. Thanks, guys. <laughs>
6: All awesome. right, thanks, Ethan. Appreciate it, man. Who's next?
4: Let's go to Tyler
7: next year. Tyler's got a sweet setup.
6: Tyler, Tyler thank you.
2: Really appreciate it. I have my LED lights mode set on. Dude, is that uh,
7: Metrodome footage behind you?
8: Yeah,
2: yeah, it's the Metrodome. Let's
8: get yes. T-Mobile, I see that.
2: Yeah, it's a 55 (laughs) inch TV. I think.
6: What what, what what, game's on? What 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 are you watching there?
2: I'm watching the. uh, It's on ESPN. It was the game that was on. Phillies game. Yeah, Phillies and the uh, Marlins. Marlins. Miami Marlins. Oh.
6: I thought that it looks like, the, from our angle, it looks like the Metrodome. Nope. But no, because it, 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 uh, I have okay. the same game on yep. here too. Okay. Yep. Yep. okay. All right. Okay. All I was like, are you like watching a rerun of a game from 20 <laughs> years ago or something? What's happening? Yeah.
2: Okay. Um. So a couple of things. Um, first of all, that Matt Chapman thing right there. I mean, if that was a fair ball right there, the Blue Jays would have taken the lead and there would have been a possibility where this could have been a game three sun death game. I mean, I was, like, nervous. My heart was racing because I was like, if that was a fair ball, I'm like, okay, oh, my God, this is, this is going to be just demoralizing. We had a 2 nothing lead. Everything was going smooth. And I got to tell you guys, Jorge Polanco at third base just looks terrible.
4: It's awful. I mean,
2: again, he mucked uh, an easy ground ball that should have been an out. Yesterday he mucked, like, what was it, like two balls that he mucked? Um, but yeah, they got to get Jorge Polanco out of there, and I think, I don't know what Baldelli's going to do. I don't know if with the extra rest that we're going to have, maybe Lewis plays third, uh, on Saturday. But yeah, we've got gotta get Polanco out of there. I mean, this is it's atrocious. I mean, it's, yeah, it's and then sure. they they
6: did and dude, thanks for coming on. Awesome. Appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah. See ya. I think um, it is tough because he's not comfortable clearly at third base, but he takes really good at bats. He is a guy that you want at the top of the lineup working counts. You know, he can put a bat on a ball. He's not an automatic strikeout like some of the other guys. So, and you can't, I know that we debated this yesterday. Like Julian has to be in Julian takes some of the best at bats of anyone on the team. So you're kind of just in a tough spot until Royce Lewis can play third base. You're yeah. just going to have to make some tough decisions, unfortunately.
8: Yeah. And, and to be clear though, well, I agree completely about Polanco at third, like He is not a third baseman like he's not he's not playing poorly and deserves to be ripped. He played third base. I think this season, what, a handful of times. Yeah. So like this is like he's trying his best. But I think it's it's somewhat laughable because I think people just think, well, I mean, put the guy at first base. It's easy, you know, or put him at third base. And like that's I don't think it works like that. Not at least here. It doesn't.
6: By the way, uh, just random, Doug Mankiewicz just responded to a tweet that I put. So I put out the, the Twins lineup and box score from the last time yep. they clinched a playoff series. Yeah, And somebody chimes in and says, hey, who stepped on Denny Hawking's finger during the celebration? And Mankiewicz chimes in and he goes, everyone stepped on his finger. <laughs> Biggest loss we had going into the Angels series. It was a huge loss for us that Denny couldn't play. <laughs> Didn't Jack Jones do it? Jack Jones is the one that 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 everyone talks about. But Minkiewicz is saying that multiple people stepped on Denny. He was just at the bottom of, of a celebration pile. So there you have it. Doug Minkiewicz uh, chiming in here tonight.
7: few more left here on Twins Ventline. Let's go to Nick. Nick, what's up, bud? Hey,
6: guys. How's it going? What's up, Nick?
10: Yeah. Uh, huge fan of you guys' show, all of them. I'm, as you can see, I got Kaprizov and Jefferson up over there behind me.
6: Kaprizov um,
8: here today. Got a huge ovation. Yeah.
10: Ooh. I mean... We talk about the weekend we're about to have for Minnesota sports between the preseason. I think when's the last time all four men's major sports played on the same weekend? Because that's what happened this weekend.
6: Um, I got wolves wolves preseason in Abu Dhabi is going to be at the top of my list, but really excited for that Vikings Chiefs game too if I can get around to it. Should be
10: plus the Gophers game against Michigan. Then you got Wild preseason. It's just going to be it's going to be crazy, you know? know. Um, but I was born, so I was born in 97, 26. Uh, I've been a twins fan pretty much most of my life. Um, I, the, the biggest memory or the first memory I really had was in 2009 game 163 was actually there and we watched the Detroit game on the big screen there. So that was a really cool moment. Mm -hmm. And then it was just kind of, kind of dull years from 2010 to 2020, 21. So I wasn't as big of a fan then. So I think this is just. Like a really cool moment for, for us twins fans. Um yes. it's it's. If I if I had I mean there's been so much said about everything that's gone right. If I if I if I had a nitpick for this, it's just I would love to see a little more hitting from, from the rest of the order. Um, it's really really the only thing you could, aside from Polanco at third. That's just.
6: Yeah, not what you you, yeah, want. you bring up something too. Just being born in 1997 and then. You you were I guess a little young to like remember the O two you were like five years old the last time they won but but that period of Twins baseball that kind of got you hooked like the early two thousands into two thousand nine like that whole era I do wonder if that that generation of Twins players and that team brought in a new fan base because they were so bad beforehand I do wonder if led by Royce Lewis if especially if they win another series and they make a run and then they're good again next year does this launch Another new generation of twins fans, right I'm right curious. yeah
10: and i i picked I picked it up like I was like my my mom was a huge fan of the twins, so she always brought me to the games at the at the dome, and like I remember all like the, the piranhas and how fun that all was, so that really Smell got them. me hooked, <laughs> um yeah, so that that got me hooked up until two thousand nine game one sixty three but then it was just dark times up until till today um yeah. so you know, just huge fan. You guys show my, my girlfriend, I got her hooked on. She loves to write that down. Um, <laughs> she's
6: careful, awesome. careful. She's going to start having you guys do it at home and then uh, you're going to be in real trouble.
10: She, yeah, she, she, life. I mean, I, I watch pretty much as much Minnesota sports as I can. So she's, she's kind of, she's all right. She's all right with it at this point. We've been together for a few years now. So,
6: yeah.
10: um, but yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me on. Love you guys. This
7: show and, uh, go twins.
6: Thank you, man. Thanks, Appreciate nice. you coming on. Thanks for the kind words there, Nick. All right. Who you got next here, Declan?
7: Let's go to Brett next year. Brett, what's up, pal?
6: Hey, Brett. What's
7: up, boys? Hey. So, yeah, real quick. Last time they won a uh, playoff series
10: was 2002, so I was 11 years old, and the only thing I can remember is sprinting out to my front yard and doing the Adam Thielen soccer slide. <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> I, think it, I think it's destiny, boys. I do. Things happen in this, these two games that I honestly have never seen before. The Royce Lewis, two home runs, first two at-bats. The Carlos Correa play. And then this game, Sonny Gray picking off Lad, And then our closer cuts his finger and still gets the clinching save. Yeah. When have we ever seen that before, you know? It's, I think it's more good a fortune in one
6: game and, and more good fortune in two days than they've seen in 19 years. Yeah.
10: Exactly. So, go so
6: happy. Awesome, man. Hey, thanks thanks for thanks coming start, on, man. man. Sorry, Judd, go ahead. The execution, and, and
8: excuse me again, the uh, copier is going it's behind okay. me. You can probably <laughs> hear it. Um, the execution, though, again, on the pickoff was not luck. Like, that is a hell of a play. Like yes, yes, they got the Chapman thing is good fortune. That's awesome, but that the the play by Correa in the first game that saved in some ways Polanco's bacon. It was just a you know phenomenal play, um, and the uh, pickoff today. Those are like that's what being a professional is, and being a clutch player is in Gray's case or Correa's case. Like if Carlos Correa had gone 0 for the series in hits. He contributed so much at shortstop. And if those two plays happen on back-to-back nights in June, okay, they're nice plays, but you sort of forget about them, right? They will, like like the Laudner pickoff to Gaetti in Game 4 in Detroit at third base, like those plays by Correa Gray, they have the opportunity at least to live um, in the annals of Twins playoff memories forever now if they don't win the next series they might die quickly i don't know but they are just huge plays and like that's how and to your point too that's how fans are born like like there will be kids who are talking if, if this team can advance still, there will be kids talking about those plays, going out to their backyard to try those plays, because that's where like the love of sports and baseball from seeing not just plays like that, but absolutely huge plays in such clutch situations. Yes.
6: All right, I think we have uh, maybe one or two more here. This twins celebration session on the live t- uh, score our Twin Show. Scott, what's up, buddy?
10: Hey guys, thanks for having me on. I just got home from the game. The crowd oh. I felt like was pretty good for the most part. Um, I might have missed it, but has anybody talked about Barrios getting pulled so early? We and did. We did a few minutes on that.
6: Things. Yeah, I I just saw a video of of Chris Bassett. Uh, Brios's teammate coming over to him and like kind of patting him on the back, basically saying, like, We got your back, man. Like, I think it was controversial in the dugout that they made that decision. Oh,
10: and then, um, another thing is, um, on the pickoff play, my dad is a diehard, he he loves you guys if he's watching. He said on the pickoff play, um, Sonny Gray went to the cap. And then Correa went to the cap. Sonny mm-hmm. counted 1,001, 1,002 and whipped around and snapped it like they had something set up, if anybody picked up
6: on that. It was. Yeah, so, so Michael K and A-Rod came back from the awesome stuff, man. Scott, okay. thanks for, for joining us. So, yeah, the way it worked was um, it was pre-planned. It's it's sort of like a – so Sonny Gray goes back, takes his hat off for a second or, like, raises his cap. And then Carlos Correa, if he agrees, yep, plays on or, or acknowledging, like, I got it. He does the same thing. And then that triggers. Once he steps on the rubber, he counts one, 1,000. And Correa's got to be running in behind to make the tag at the same time. And A-Rod did a brilliant job of pointing that out on the broadcast today. So it was just a a great timing play between two savvy veterans.
7: Honestly, I I know he gets a lot of crap. But I thought A-Rod was phenomenal for these two games. A little corny at times, but like corny, but like, yeah, But I think also he's, he's kind of leaned into that and people now know it, but his, there were so many cool moments that even as like, uh, as as someone who like loves baseball, there's things that even go over my head that I'm like, oh man, that is true. That is what, or like there, you have this epiphany watching like, oh, that is what's happening. That's a, that's a crazy little situation that's going on. I thought he did a great job.
6: Yeah. He even, uh, you know, he, he, he called the both teams out for not bunting in certain situations, but then. But then he called the Blue Jays out for bunting in a situation yeah. that didn't make sense. So he was yeah, that the
8: he, was that the the one out bunt that they called a sacrifice. But I don't know what was a sacrifice. And
6: that's, that's what like A-Rod A. Rod said. He's like, "That's not a sacrifice with one out." He goes, yeah, "I don't mind that him. with nobody out, but with one out, that is not yeah. that's not a good that, play." That was an odd play. Yeah, Michael
7: yeah. K even said that too. That that's not a uh, that's not a sacrifice type of play.
6: Yeah, and technically it is a sacrifice, I guess, because he squared around and. But you could make a case maybe he was bunting for a hit. I don't know. Let's go to Joe here to wrap up this live Squornor twin show. Joe Joe
7: be careful. We know you're driving your car, so eyes eyes in the road. <laughs> hey
5: guys, can you hear me?
6: Yeah, can you hear us?
5: Yes. Hey, I uh I appreciate you taking my call. If you can tell my voice is uh, not the greatest from uh I'm I'm almost home. The uh the last time I, I mentioned this in my email, the last time I was at a playoff game was in 2002, game two against the Angels in the ALCS. I was, I was 10 years old. <clears throat> my dad and I got free tickets from a friend. And we went to that game. And that was the first playoff series I really remember. You know, they had beaten the A's. I remember kind of getting excited about that and being excited to go to that game um and to have my next playoff game be 2023 a clinching game was cathartic in a way i did not necessarily even anticipate going into the game yeah um it, the the excitement the crowd i mean i will say the dome was louder because the dome was just that loud but the crowd was incredible the pitching and play was incredible in a way that i um you know, you know there were i think there were a number that people have other hit otherwise hit on there were a number of plays that just felt like tonight went in a way that in the past would have gone the other way absolutely um mm-hmm. and uh and so um at, i actually I, after that 2002 game my dad and i got separated from each other um, in the, in the chaos of post Metrodome play. And, uh, so we, I got, I, I looked down for just a second, realized I couldn't find him. And I had, I had to, I connected with a police officer and my dad eventually did too. And we they got me back, <laughs> you know, ten, 10, year old Joe is like, uh, where did, where did my dad go? after a loss and I was excited. And since then they won one playoff game until this, this week. So um, the amount of emotions that, that, that came out um, were pretty incredible. And, and so anyway, I don't have a lot of great insights and points. It was just, I hope I embody sort of a, a feeling of, of catharsis and enjoy that we've been waiting for for a long, long time, and to be involved in a clinching game is something I never dreamed of, and, and here we are.
6: Man, that's awesome well, stuff, Joe, Joe. That's so good. Uh, thanks for sharing just your story and sort of Joe's your Dad, as a Twins
8: fan Hubert's. No question about it.
6: He's he's like, hopefully my kid finds a cap because I gotta I gotta go. I'm Hubert's drink after that game too. Um, can we can we pop Sam in here too? Yeah. Sam jumped in late. Let's. I don't want to. I don't want to snub Sam here. Sam, wrap us up, man. What's going on?
3: Hey, sorry for coming in late. Oh, you're uh, good. You're good. Just wanted to say, hitting has not been great, but the defense Michael A. Taylor and Carlos Correa, who we got made fun of a lot for on all the national news platforms, the Mets and the Giants are sitting at home right now.
6: hmm Yeah, and the so. Mets are sitting on what, like a half-billion-dollar payroll when you include the taxes. So... Could have used Carlos Correa maybe on that team playing some defense. I don't know. Although, yep.
8: he, although he he, would have played th- third base there. And I will say this, relative for what the Twins got, they did get a better deal. They did. Because the Mets and Giants would, would have spent more. But don't forget, it was going to be Lindor at short in New York and Correa at third base. So, yeah, yeah. I think Carlos Correa should be very happy he's playing shortstop because yeah. the Twins are right now.
6: Yeah. Sam, hey, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate you. Absolutely. There he is. Wow, guys. Good set. Mm.
8: I got to pick the Strohs now, don't I?
6: You have to keep picking against the Twins. You right?
8: remember what yeah. I did? Yep. Like I, I purposely sacrificed write that down points because, mm-hmm. as I said, in 19 and 20, I picked the Twins. And I'm like, it, this makes no sense anymore.
6: Guys, the crazy thing is now that we've... Mo- it was insane to talk about, like, how far can they go until they just won their first playoff game, right? And then it's like, okay, they won their first game. Let's, let's wrap the series. And then now that they wrap the series, I'm not saying they're favorites by any means. The Atlanta Braves are the overwhelming favorite to win the World Series. But there's a chance the Twins could win the World Series. ...in a month or less from this point. You know what? Saying, I like, there is a chance the Twins could win the World Series.
8: I spent Monday and Tuesday focused and, and then focused on Games 1 and 2. Now, tomorrow, I'm going to take a deep breath, and then I'm going to give what you said more thought on Friday. Okay. So, like, tomorrow tomorrow is, you know, a day of rest, a day of reflection. <laughs> but it just feels good, and it's not just the Twins again eight years since a team because i don't i don't consider football to be a series it's just one game yeah. eight eight plus years since a team in this town that we follow closely has won a playoff series and yes it's two games but it's still a playoff series no.
7: as of uh right now on Fanduel, you want to take the twins to win the world series and granted these are updating because there's games that are happening still as we talk plus 800 to win the world series that's the fifth best odds right now to win the whole
0: week.
6: Amazing. Wow. I think the word of the night here was probably cathartic. I think I heard that from three or four different callers or, or fans that jumped in here. I think that's a pretty, pretty good word. Um, we will definitely be pumping out shows tomorrow and Friday. So tomorrow is going to be Declan's Pie Chart of Praise. Friday will be a feedback Friday where we'll take anything you guys want to send us through the North app or through the YouTube comment section here. And uh, we'll just kind of turn it over to you guys again. And then we will formulate plans because we got to figure out it's the first time we've like had to deal with twins Vikings conflicts in a long time. Mm -hmm. So we got to kind of figure out what our plan is going to be. Going forward here, and then we'll let you guys know in the next couple days. But we will we will maintain a regular score in our twin show presence here, reacting to however far they go. So, any other thoughts from you guys before we turn the lights out on the Blue Jays here and advance the Twins to the ALDS?
8: Uh, it's just fun to be back. It's fun to be back. It's fun to see this. Like like it is hard to remember until you're in it again what a playoff atmosphere is like, and and like how. Much fun it it is in any sport, but baseball especially, I think to hang on every pitch because you're literally hanging on every single pitch. And I'm sorry. I mean, no no matter how much you might love baseball in June, it's just not really possible or July. Um, And, you know, again, one thing, congratulations, because the fans, a fan base that was questioned by a lot of people and sort of put down goes Patrick Royce, a fan base that was questioned and put down by a lot of people showed out for two days, and that is really, really cool to see because I knew you could do it because I've seen it before. Damn it.
6: Yeah. Yeah. Dex, any final thoughts from you?
7: Oh, I'm ready for the next round, man. I, I love playoff baseball. I was telling you guys to write that down today, how euphoric and how awesome it feels when you're sitting there on the couch at the end of your, watching your team win a playoff game and you're just watching casually baseball playoff baseball and you and you have the realization of man this feels good it just it it, it's a relaxing and also insanely hard-earned experience because nine innings of playoff baseball is just an inning by inning grind and to come out on top of it it's uh it's a pretty cool feeling
6: my only final takeaway is this is awesome twins fans deserve this it might be happening let's just continue to ride this as long as the twins keep going and uh boy i think it was a good fun decision to bring the scorn twin show back 3 months ago and you guys helped this show climb back into the top 25 on the apple baseball podcast let's charts this morning so let's keep it going can we get let's
8: to the top, top 15 and then the top 10
6: there's a bunch of baseball podcasts that are white hot right now cuz of all the teams in the playoffs and the national baseball podcasts and stuff but uh but uh, let's keep let's keep climbing it up and yeah we'll be here for you guys Celebrate this thing responsibly. We'll see you back tomorrow on the Scornar Twin Show and on Purple Daily. We also have a scoop session with our guy, Darren Doogie Wolfson. So awesome times. Thank you guys again, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow.